Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. Yo, it is Johnny King. What is up? Thank you for joining me. And I just got off a a, uh, a phone call, well, not a phone call, gosh, a, uh, a video chat with probably 15 other amazing brothers of mine. Uh, and I got invited into this group, which I felt very honored and, and I feel privileged to be a part of uh, of a lot of men here locally in Denver who are just man they're they're leading the charge they're doing amazing things and uh it's it's a pretty cool group um it's similar in nature to to the men's group that i lead but it's also different um and so what i really liked about this particular meeting and why i wanted to jump on the podcast real quick is because you know a lot of the guys were uh were feeling emotional over a couple more killings that happened last night um, and some more rioting and things like that. Now, uh, half the half the group that I'm a part of here are black, half of them are white, uh, not half and half, but, you know, generally speaking, some are Hispanic, Asian, you know, we, we kind of touch all the different, uh, all the different areas. And so we all come from different viewpoints but it is really really cool because all these guys are leaders and they are um, using their god-given gifts to impact the world in positive ways now because of the the charged you know season that we're in if you will the the feelings that were uh, a lot of guys that were feeling coming into the call today it uh it can be a, a very interesting time now, I've talked about this in past podcasts, but one of the things that we really talked about was how important it is to call people into a conversation. And, uh, you know, if you've listened to some of my other podcasts, some of this will be piggybacking on what what I've talked about before, but I, I just cannot stress how important it is um, that, especially as men, because... <laughs> Uh, let's just say generally speaking, we tend to um, express or butt up against other people's egos or express our own egos or have inflated egos or, you know, the the challenging thing of, of doing any type of work with men, whether you're another fellow man or woman or anything in between is dealing with the the masculine ego. And we were talking about just throughout this conversation online just now, talking about hypermasculinity. We were talking about masculinity as as it shows up in ways that it degrades uh, femininity. We were talking about ways that we have you know <laughs> messed up our own relationships over time and and things like that. And so we were talking about accountability. And there was this uh, they shared one of the guys shared this accountability roadmap. And it's the five major phases of accountability processes, which I thought was pretty cool. <clears throat> and to run through them real quick before I dive into each of them a little bit deeper, the first is identifying behaviors. 
Second step is accepting harm done. The third is looking for patterns. The fourth is unlearning old behaviors. And the fifth is learning new behaviors. So we all kind of talked about, gave different testimonies of where we had uh, maybe done some harm and uh, or had harm done to us. And it was a way that we uh, processed and either took accountability, you know, in owning that harm or how we've changed and adapted and grown and learned or maybe called someone into a conversation so that they too can grow. And so, um, you know, I've talked about it again before. I've been a part of, you know, it's, it's awfully difficult to be a human being and not be in relationship to something, right? <laughs> relationship to mother nature, to other people, to ourselves, to God, or what you might call God, um, the universe, um, food, our bodies, you know, just our place in the timeline of human history. And so a lot of it for me is, yeah, just just being able to reflect and go back. And, and I know I've been in relationships where I've done harm, but had no intent of doing harm. It was never malicious. Now, not having malicious intent, I used to believe that that was enough <laughs> to to warrant a get out of jail free card when in reality it's not it's like it's like um you know getting a, a speeding ticket and not even realizing what the speeding limit was be like i'm so sorry officer like my intent wasn't to speed i didn't even know what, what the speed limit was He's like well sorry but you were speeding so i'm gonna have to give you a ticket so just not necessarily even having the the bad intent doesn't mean you get you know get out of jail free or get out of a speeding ticket. Um, but I used to think that that was enough because like, well, I didn't mean to. <laughs> that, And I guess to some degree, I mean, it does help when you're dealing with other people. And this is what I'm really talking about as a underlying theme to this particular episode is like when you're dealing with people, looking at intent certainly does help, right? Um, looking at their motivation. I mean, Again, when we're looking at like uh, inflicting justice, a lot of times the justice system is looking for motive. They're looking for the the motivation and the intent. Was it malicious? Was it premeditated? Was it just reactionary? And so going back to the five major phases of accountability processes, is that very first step is identifying behaviors. And f- it's it's like becoming aware and understanding how we've acted, how we've behaved um, that is is being called to our attention, okay? And so that's first and foremost. We, I often say like the very first step to change and progress is at least acknowledging and identifying what's going on, right? So the second step is accepting harm done. Now, for instance, again, I've been in relationships where I have made major mistakes and some that I'm very, very um, uh, remorseful about and that I have at times, excuse me, beat myself up for doing. And yet at the same time, like, I cannot think of 
that's just not who I am. I just cannot think of even one instance where I maliciously intended to hurt someone else in either a friendship or in a romantic relationship. However, regardless, it's it's impossible to be in relationship to other people and have there not be conflict or resistance or harm being done. So first and foremost, it has been me acknowledging <coughs> that harm has been done. That's the second step. The third step is really looking for patterns then, okay? It's it's being able to to dive into and identify where there's been a history of certain behaviors of, you know, abuse or harmful actions and being able to put it into context and, and be able to then kind of facilitate understanding like, okay, where is this coming from and why is this happening and that sort of thing, <clears throat> excuse me. And so then it's so that you can then step into the fourth step, which is unlearning old behaviors. Because I noticed, you know, whether when I was married or over the last 10 years in, in my dating, you know, uh, interactions with women, it's been like, I've noticed patterns in myself, of course, right? I think a lot of us have, if you've gotten out and you've been in relationship with people, whether it be in business um, <clears throat> love, parenting, health, you start to see patterns. And it then, you know, it becomes really easy for us to, excuse me one second, got something stuck in my throat. Uh, it becomes really easy for us to throw ourselves kind of under the bus or to point blame and, and that sort of thing. Um, but then at the, at, at the, at the same time, you know, it's, it's, so important that you don't just say, okay, that's just the way that I am. I'm broken or I can't deal with people or this is just the way that, you know, you have to be willing to say, okay, <laughs> I've learned some bad behaviors, you know, and whether you want to get to the root of those bad behaviors and, and pull them out and eradicate them or not, that's totally up to you. That's some difficult, deep work and work that, probably will never end for you or me. Um, but for me, that's too super important because it, I just have a very logical brain. And if I can go and find a lot of times where that pattern of behavior has started, then I can usually empathize with a younger version of myself and be like, oh, that's why I started doing that. Or I was protecting myself for those reasons. That no longer serves me and allows me then to justify and rationalize why I can unlearn that behavior, let it go. And then step five is learning new behaviors, right? You can step into learning new behaviors after you have <laughs> healed the, maybe the trauma or the pain that the old unhealthy behaviors and patterns were serving to protect you from, if that makes sense, okay? Now, another whole part of this is that whether this is a process that you're doing with yourself or process that you're doing with others, or maybe you have a loved one or a friend that needs some support, okay? Now, in this world climate of 2020, as of this moment that I'm recording this, like, there's so many things going on in the world that it can become very, very easy to, you know, <laughs> I guess, feel like the, the world is crumbling, okay? Um, however, 
if we only focus on the bad, it's only going to get worse, right? The only the, the thing that we've got to do to progress is to first focus on how we can impact <laughs> ourselves, heal ourselves, but then how we also um, interact and behave with others. And so that whole concept of calling people into conversation is so important versus calling someone out. Because I know when someone calls me out, even if it's something not not all that like pervasive, meaning like it's not something I do all the time. It's just something like maybe I forgot to put the dishes away or clean up after myself or whatever. If someone calls me out on that and they do it in a way that shames me or makes me feel like I'm a piece of shit, my first, I usually feel a sense of shame. And then I get angry. I feel anger towards myself. And yet the way that they've treated me, um, I usually end up becoming defensive and I just want to lash back out at them. Right. I think a lot of us have probably experienced that. It's like, even though we are to blame and a more mature (laughs) version of ourselves that maybe after take some time and processes, things can come back and say, you know what, you're right. You're so right. I, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. In those moments, a lot of times, it's, it takes a lot from any one of us to be able to, in that moment, accept, acknowledge the harm done, and then to take responsibility, own it, in a, from a place that's like actually really graceful. <laughs> it's really, really difficult. And so one thing that I think is such an important trait to cultivate in each of us is, again, like, I don't know, if you're dealing with a three, four, five, six, seven-year-old, it doesn't, I mean, again, ultimately, it doesn't matter how old they are. It'd be great to, you know, that that's the point is if if you're talking to a child who doesn't really know any better and they're just learning to come down on them with a heavy hammer, with a heavy hand, just doesn't serve them, right? They probably, you may be right in needing to bring to their awareness some wrongdoing or maybe some other ways that they could learn to do better. And yet, you could be wrong in the way that you um, elicit that <laughs> that supportive uh, advice, right? Or how you coach them into an, another way of behaving. If you, I, and I've said it before, how many times have I said that <laughs> during this podcast? Um, but I, it's one of those things I, I often think about. It comes from a book called um, Love and Respect. And he talks about to his wife that, you know what, sweetheart, you can be right and still wrong at the top of your lungs. And to me, that's like, you can be right <laughs> about, um, if you're calling someone out, you could be right in that that person needs to be called <laughs> called, you know, to their attention of what they've done, right? But by calling someone out a lot of times, just creates greater division and a greater wedge between individuals and more hurt and shame and guilt and pain uh, than maybe is necessary. And that a lot of times is coming from our own sense of frustration uh, and anxiety or whatever and pain and hurt that we take it out on them. Like, you always do this versus doing it from a loving place. 
And so as you're working through these kind of steps of accountability with someone else and ultimately with yourself, if you could be treating them as you would a five or six year old who really doesn't know any better um, just yet. And even though we as adults should know better, guess what? (laughs) A lot of us are just, you know, little kids and grown up bodies in many different ways. To have that level of patience and empathy, I think, would go so far. Because ultimately, all we end up doing, especially during this political season and the craziness of 2020 and everything else that continues to keep, you know, stacking on top of each other, is just making people more and more short-fused and angry and bitter. And all it is is creating greater division. And I just don't see any way, like if that were to work, it would have worked. But for us to continue to label each other left or right or black or white or right or wrong, at the end of the day, it doesn't serve the, the, the greater need for healing. And that's what I feel like this is all about. So the, the grace and the art of calling people into a conversation versus calling them out, calling them into a conversation to step closer to understanding and empathizing maybe where they're coming from, even if you're angry or hurt, I think is such a, a vital character trait for each of us to nurture that I wanted to, to record it and put it out there because it's just one of those things I, as a man, am working on because I think it'll make me, well, it's not, it'll make me, it is, it continues to make me a better friend, uh, a better lover, a better future father, you know, a better brother, um, son, all the, all the different labels. Right. But it's, again, it's one of those things that the ego likes to do, which is to label people white, black, left, right, Republicans, Democrats, Israeli, Palestinian, you know, it's like we always want to just kind of label people because then then it becomes really easy just to, to kind of say, oh, those people, right? Those people always do this. At the end of the day, we are all freaking people. <laughs> and I feel like so many times I've, I've had interactions with, um, with girlfriends or whomever where they are so angry, so angry at me. And they're just, you know, berating me, let's say, over a voice message or over text or an email. And I'm like, you know what? Like one of the the best things that I learned when I was 24, 23, 24, uh, from one of my first mentors, he said, you know what, Johnny, if it's anything beyond just like setting meetings or like emotionless communication, (laughs) Um, if it's anything that have, that has anything to do with emotion or could be misinterpreted, always do it at the very least over the phone, if not face to face. And that's been some of the best advice because there's so many times that I don't want to do that. It's very easy just to hide behind, you know, digital formats. Um, and yet, honestly, it takes so much more courage but it allows us actually to be so much more loving because when you actually see the whites of someone's eyes, someone's eyes, it makes it extremely difficult to to continue to uh, be angry at the level that we're angry when we're projecting upon them uh, different things that may not be true. So as they say, it's really really easy to hate from afar and really really difficult to hate up close. So to call people out is to only push them further away. 
to call people in is to actually step towards them, to step into, yes, maybe something that's more uncomfortable and yet will only serve healing and love and progress so much more than what we have generally, you know, <laughs> have done over the history of time. And But it's, it's our responsibility as evolving human beings and, and the human race to to do this because it will also then, um, I guess, be an example for future generations of how to do it. So that is one way how we can continue to make this world a better place is by exemplifying how best to, to interact with people. Otherwise, again, all we do is end up passing the torch of hate and anger um, onto the next generation and hope that maybe they'll do better than us um, when that's really just, it's, it's our responsibility to, to, do, to do better now, right? So anyways, accountability and calling people into conversations and empathizing and loving them and catching yourself before you just fly off the cuff and and say something that you don't fully mean or it's half-baked and then uh, driving a wedge further between you and friends or lovers or people or groups. It's like, man, it just really does go back to is, is your purpose here on life to be right or is it to be, to, to give and receive love? And if, if it is for you to be right, well then good luck in being happy because all you'll end up doing is pushing more and more people away um, and you'll lose, you know, relationships and friendships with some amazing people. So anyways, thanks you. <laughs> thanks. Thanks you. Thanks you for being here for listening <laughs> oh man uh and i as always i just really appreciate you tuning in and giving me feedback from all you guys that do reach out and uh you know tag me in in posts um acknowledging that you've gotten some good nuggets out of my podcasts or uh, you hit me up on dms or text or call you know i really appreciate it and uh we'll see you on the next episode take care And I want to thank you so much for listening to The Johnny King Show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback, and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at johnnyking, facebook.com backslash johnnykingmenscoach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.